When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of your presenting Joe. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Christopher Glasson. Morning. Hey, mate. I'm fighting off a sneeze. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you so, got, I, I want to, because have you got, is it possible to have a sexy sneeze face? Because people always. Uh, this is a strange question. Well, that. no, Why because they say that if women sneeze X amount of times, they orgasm. Yeah. I, I've never. <laughs> That's true, I think. No, it's if a sneeze is supposed to be like a tenth of an orgasm. You can't. Is that how you're trying to please Carol? Like, just no, I've pe- not. Pepper <laughs> yeah. under her nose. <laughs> no, but I've, I've, you know, I've had a fever over the years, and I've never had like a sneezing fit and ended up like spaffing. It's, it's never happened. Like, mm. yeah. I mean, let's let's bring in let's lucky bring in you today's guest, Josh. Hello. I, I don't want to not get your take on this. Um, sexy sneeze faces and uh, and ejaculating through sneezing or uh, reaching orgasm. Have you ever? Uh, I've never sneezed and ejaculated at the same time. Um, no, I haven't. Hello. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I haven't. And I don't think anyone I've ever been with has. Um, I've never heard of it. I've been with a few guys who have ejaculated and then done like a high five. So that's... <laughs> Just as bad, I guess. That's another weird I, thing. I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, celebratory. But yeah, like a, I don't. Yeah. So it's yeah. a weird one because it's kind of, it's almost like a, a compliment. Like, let's high five that. Great effort. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like you've you've just run a race and and you know raised a few quid for charity. You've just ejaculated. Yeah. Like, mm. I had a partner. This is escalating quickly. Uh, I had a partner, we'd, we'd just finished, and uh, Doggy, if anyone was curious, she turned around, still in Doggy, and said, that's the best sex of my life. And I said, and I went, and I said, yeah, like, it really was, like, at that point, you know, and um, getting in trouble with my fiancé now. What do you mean it was <laughs> the best sex of your life? And uh, my partner said, it's the best sex of my life, and I generally think it was for me as well. I said, I think that was mine too. And she went shake on it, 
So from doggy, I shook my partner's <laughs> hand on the fact that I was... And never have I meant a handshake more. We both genuinely really like, really? I was like, yeah, and she went, shake on it. I went, okay. <laughs> very oh, strange. Very yeah. strange. Like a business transaction. It was. Very mm. professional. Then we put our suits on and uh, walked out with our suitcases and got on with our days. See, my, my um, partner said that to me the other day that it was the best sex of his life, but I had a gun to his head, so I don't know if it... <laughs> It was all part of the yeah, uh, kink. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm very good. Um, I'm good. Uh, a Zoom podcast is quite good. I've still got I've got some swimming shorts on, so feeling very comfortable and cash. <laughs> What's a swimming short? Like, let's have a look. The ones with the netting in, so I don't have to wear underwear. Right. Oh, see, yeah. your nuts don't fall out. What's, yeah, see, yeah. Is there etiquette around that? Like, wearing them if you go down a shop? Because... Do you feel like you're going commando? Because you, it's just that little bit of netting, to, you know, that, well, that, that stops you coming loose. Me jogging shorts were in the wash the other day. And then I did think, I'll just go for a jog in my swimming shorts. And I did feel like a pervert. It <laughs> felt like I should have been locked up. It yeah. just felt like I just went out in the park and said, hey, everyone, look at my dick. <laughs> like it was just... <laughs> Did the netting? Did it do it? Did it cause any chafing? That would be what I might worry about as well. Not that I'm particularly well endowed, but I'd, I'd wonder. I'd worry if if I was going for a jog, and swimming shorts sometimes have that that like that netting in, doesn't it? Would that chafe you up? No, I think I did all right. Also, I just need to say I don't jog very fast. <laughs> like when I jog, I'm not trying to like win any competitions. I'm very much get overtaken all the time. Your your shorts are probably a better quality than my as the George ones, where the netting's probably just made out of the same stuff that strangles fish in the sea. So yeah, probably that's why they don't chafe as much. I've never known an an adult man to wear as the George. I feel like I feel like once you get past like school, you get past that. Once yeah, you start then... buying your own clothes, you're like, oh maybe not. But oh, that's cute. There's a sw- there's the sweet spot in between, Josh. You know, yeah. you're you're a much younger man than me, uh, and then you hit fifty, and then all of a sudden you just you, you just pop to Asda. You think, right, oh, just go and get myself a French stick, bit of cheese, you know, go and get myself a bit of uh, lunch, and like, oh, oh, that's that's quite a nice body warmer. How much is that? And like, before you know it, you're there, you're back in George, yeah. and it becomes a thing. Yeah. And as a 50 year old, your balls have dropped as well, so there's more chance of chafing. Yeah, as well. that. that, like, that. My- that netting don't cut it anymore. I'm not going to explain why I've seen my granddad's testicles several times, but they were fucking down by his knees, mate. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll tell you that for nothing. Anyway, is that what we're doing? Is this no, just a general no, catch-up about genitals? Or talking is about pensioners' balls. Um, this is one of our, uh, uh, our mini-series episodes um, in the lead-up to Fringe, uh, talking to some wonderful um, comedians um, put together uh, in association with No Need to Shat. Um Josh, what are you going to do for your top five today, mate? I was going to do my top five favourite actresses. Perfect. Solid. Perfect. Solid choice. Yeah. Have you ranked them to like five to one and one being your best? Yeah. So do you want me to start at five? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work up to the, uh, yeah, the, pe- the creme de la creme. All right. Okay. Um, so number five, I'm going to go in with, Anne-Marie Duff 
Nice. Anne-Marie Duff. Good shout. What, right. what, um, what, what's the, uh, give us the skinny on this then. So, um, so I like, I just really like her. I think she's very underrated. I, I don't know anything about her. I've never met her. I don't know anything about her <laughs> personal life. But yeah. I feel like, because she was married to James McAvoy, that um, he, she, you know, raised the kids. I feel like she took a bullet so he could be massive. Right. And then she's not done as much. But when she does do something, shit me, it's fucking great. She's absolutely fantastic. I think she's got one of the best faces for acting, like, ever. She looks a bit gone but I mean that in a nice way. Like she looks like she's really pretty, but like yeah. when she has to look stressed on camera, she looks stressed. She's probably angry. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But she um, do you know do you both know Anne Marie Duff? Yes. Yeah, I feel like I've seen all of her films. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've seen a smattering. Well she was uh, she was yeah. in Shameless. And yeah. I used to love that when I was younger. And as a Mancunian. Normally, I, find, I think Manchester accents, I can normally figure out when they're dead shit, but I actually don't think hers was that bad. Mm. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, I presume that's probably where she met McAvoy, right? Yeah, they, was on, they started on there, I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, I mean, was shameless. that where McAvoy started his career as well then? Yeah. It, okay. it was like his main big thing at first, mm. yeah. Maxine Peake as well. Maxine Peake really yeah, like well, she one might of your pop faves. up in my list. Mm. She might pop up in my list. Uh, it has been quite right. Yeah, uh, it, I was going to do Maxine Peake. <laughs> She's great, mate. Mate, if if that's on your list, we will talk that because I will chew your ear off about Maxine Peake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. But let's let let's let's start. so after Shameless, what other roles has she kind of knocked you sideways in? Like, well, she was in um, a film about um, the suffragettes. That's that's the one I was going to oh, say. That's so the one I good, remember. That film. Yeah. yeah, and she was with really, Carrie uh, Mulligan, isn't it? Yeah, and Meryl Streep played. Um, oh God, what she called the main suffragette woman? Um, oh God, I can't remember now. I feel like loads of women are going to come and kill me. Pankhurst. Yeah, Emily Pankhurst. That's it, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's from Manchester as well, Emily Pankhurst. Um, But, um, yeah, so she was in that film, and I I fucking loved it. But also, I really liked that... um, the Golden Compass thing that they've just done on BBC. Mm -hmm. And Anne-Marie Duff was in that as well. Mm. She's great. Ooh. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, well, how, well, how long has that been out, Josh? Couple of years. McAvoy was in that as well. Oh, that. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because that was a lot better than. Did you see the Golden the Compass with Nicole yeah. Kidman? Yeah. No, this one's a bit more dark. Do you know what? Like, he's dark Mac- materials in it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. McAvoy. McAvoy's fucking good, though, isn't he? Like, he's done some fucking great oh, shit. McAvoy's amazing. Right. Yeah, I thought right. I, I got panned a bit. Um, the, the film Filth, but I thought he was amazing in that. Have you seen that? I still haven't yeah. seen Filth. That's Irving Welsh, isn't it? Yeah, wasn't that wasn't that follow up to Train Spotting? It was. Yeah, no, right. I haven't seen it. I really like him in the one. Do you know where he plays the guy with all the different personalities? Split. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, mm. yeah, and he has him locked up in the. Um, 
I was going to say his shed. He's not. He had like a spare room. Yeah. And these psychopaths always have like massive fucking mansions where there's a lot of people and it's crazy. Prerequisite being a psycho, I guess. Yeah. It is weird. You watch like Luther and things like that and they've always got like some kind of hidden room within their house. Yeah. Like, yeah you've actually got one, haven't you? I've just built one. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, when we moved in, we didn't realise we had a cellar and just discovered it, and I've just, yeah. But there was a little hook in there, Josh, as well, in the ceiling, and I was like, has this been used as a sex swing or something? Like, my brain went straight to sex, sex swing. swing. My girlfriend was like, it's probably for a boxing bag. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly Googling sex swings. But on there Amazon. is now a sex swing down there fully. No, it isn't yet, yet. But when, who knows? When I were at uni, our uni house had um, a cellar in it. And I used to, quite random, I used to live with a load of Viking reenactors. And <laughs> so we would, the cellar was full of spears and shields and then other Vikings who didn't even live in our house would come and keep their Viking stuff. So I just had like a, like a, 2,000-year-old armoury, really. Just, <laughs> That's incredible. Just loads of axes and spears and shields. And once um, I, we had to do a film, like a, for a film project at uni, because we did performing arts, shocking. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I made it to look like... We did Ansel and Gretel, so I used all the spears and stuff to try and make it look like, you know, the witch's um, house. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, I've, ne- I've never met anyone who's lived on top of an armory before. So that's yeah. a world first, that. Did you ever get involved in, like, because I, I, I worked with a load of people at one point that done all that reenactment. Mm. And and on paper, I really liked the idea of it, like dressing up and swinging swords and stuff. And then I watched them have one of their battles and it wasn't very exciting. I thought it was a little bit, Disappointing. I thought it was. I'm not that I was expecting people to start. Do you think it's like no, off. I know, but I thought it might be. It was like it was a bit too gentle, and I was like, oh, come oh, on. This one, um, one of the people they knew because the, the swords are real, but they're blunt, obviously. Blunt. But someone had their hand at the top of the shield, which you shouldn't <gasps> be doing, and the sand, and it like crushed the fingers. So that put me off it because I, when I was at school, I got my finger chopped off and sewn back on. No, because um, I, I got it stuck on the, you know, the fences with the three sharp things, and I got it cut off on there. But I did manage to get it sewn back on. But ever since then, I thought I'll try and keep all my fingers. So I've stayed away from the Viking stuff when I heard that story. Also, yeah, I, very wise. So, this is me being judgmental. I used to just look at them and think, fucking virgins. <laughs> <laughs> For absolute geeks. Virgins who you don't want to break into their house because you're going to get, you know, you're going to be turned into a pincushion, but yeah, yeah virgin nonetheless. Well, it's so funny because it is, I don't know. I don't know why so many of my mates ended up being Viking reenactors, but because <laughs> I, I had a load of mates, and then I, but I was probably one of the only gay ones. So then I, I remember. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Using their shields and their spears and <laughs> did a naked photo shoot with it. <laughs> 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 and I put one of the photos of me covering my dick up with a shield on my Tinder. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Was that kind of business frowned upon within the Viking community, Josh? Yeah, I don't think they'd be happy about it. But <laughs> um, So, yeah, but I, that's what I did use it for. <laughs> and a guy I was with at the time... When I was at uni, he did come round. We did have sex in the cellar and do like a Viking role play. <laughs> My only worry about that that scenario, mate, is that like the cellar we had at uni just was so mouldy. It just stunk. Yeah, down. ours did, but you know, you persevered. You just get for it. Also, like <laughs> it was when this was like ten years ago, so and it was like then you'll. You, you're like, I'm going to have sex in every room in the house. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now I'm in my 30s, I just want it in my room with, a, <laughs> with an armed yeah, guard at the door so no one can get in. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's, what's your number four, Josh? Well, yeah, we're on number four. Um, oh, everything keeps jumping in my head. Um well, shall I pick someone else instead of Maxine Peak? Because, um, because we've already said a sort of. Uh, we ju- well, we could we can go in on Maxine Peak a bit if you'd like to, Josh. Like if that wants to be one of your top five, because um, we're both fans, but but Stu in particular loves Maxine, so yeah, I'm obsessed well, with Maxine Peak, Josh. So I can't. Uh, we'll do Maxine then because I couldn't decide between her or Jane Horrocks. Oh, both fucking amazing. <laughs> I went to, um, Jane Horrocks went my college. Wow. Oldham College. There's a few people on this list who went to. Really? Oh, yeah, because the North, right, Oldham is quite a deprived area in Manchester, but the performing arts bit in the BTEC College is pretty decent. And then loads of people from there go off to Corrie. 
So then people who have then gone through curry and they've not come through drama schools and just ended up being big actors. Yeah. Wow. Like, because I, I guess Horrocks and Maxine, Maxine started in Dinner Ladies, didn't she? Um, yeah. Was her first breakthrough and, and Horrocks was abfab. I like early. Uh, is it early, bad, yeah. is it early doors as well? That yeah, early, yeah. Maxine Pete were in early doors, weren't she? Was that Craig Cash? Did Craig Cash? Yeah, write that? Craig Craig Cash. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that was before Royal Family. Yeah, because Carolina Hearns one of my favourites as well. Oh, but she's great. She, she's more. If it was like a list of my top five favourite female comedians, I'd put her on that one. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, have, go on. Have you seen, speaking of stand up comedians and Maxine Peake, have you seen Funny Car? Yeah, I, with them. Um, so, this is the only Maxine Peake film I'm not super keen on. Oh, really? I, I get really weird with stand up in films because I've done it for like eight years. I always think it's either two. They have two options. It's either this is so depressing and someone kills themselves, which is pretty much the funny cow route, or the one that pisses me off even more is, oh, they've done three gigs and then they get noticed and they're on everything. I'm like, that's not how it fucking works, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in working men's clubs for nearly a decade. (laughs) We we literally had that chat with Carl Donnelly about, like, because he he started in 2005. He said it was much easier to sort of like, you know, to, to, to sort of like get a leg up pretty quickly because it was such a smaller market. But he says now it's an absolute graph, you know, to get yeah. to get your shot. It's just really, really a completely different market now. Yeah, it's um it's insane how much gigging you do do like. There'll be just days where I'm like, fucking hell, I've gigged for the last eighty nights, just like on the trot, just bouncing from gig to gig and travelling all over. And then it just get a bit much. Yeah. But the Funny Cow film, it is quite good, but I watched it with a bunch of comedians and we were all like, no. I don't know, like, <laughs> it's just hard. I don't, I don't think you can, like... You don't really know what it's like to be a stand-up unless you've been yeah. one, and it's never yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I could tell. I was like, "This film's not been written by a stand-up." It was written by Tony Pitts, wasn't it? And uh, and Tony Pitts, I believe. Yeah, where is he from up north? But he was in Corrie for year. Corrie, I remember oh, that. But yeah, he he wrote, and they took them years to get that over the line to get that made. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, it's a, I, I, I love that film. I thought like oh, she was so fantastic. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> she, I thought she was really good, but just because I'm just coming at it from it's that's my job, and I'm just like yeah. I don't think they're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I don't know. My niece runs a cupcake uh, like bakery. Basically, she's got a few of them now. She's expanded. And uh, and she, like she can't watch things like Bake Off. She's yeah. like, there's just nothing I want to do less than watch people do what I do for a living now. And also because I know it intimately, you know, there's no sort of mystery behind it. No. So where like other people like um, uh, Stu, who's clearly not a stand-up, uh, really, really not very funny, he'll probably <laughs> watch that and he won't know anything. He, You won't be able to see the 
the bullshit in in it will, will you shoot basically so no, and also uh, you're a maxim peak man and with, with that in mind josh like if you know as a stand-up if for instance i don't know somebody's got a new special that's on prime or or netflix that there's a lot of hype about will you watch stuff like that yeah i do watch um quite a bit of stand-up it's so funny though like i'd like if you watch a comic watching stand-up, you'd think they really have hated it, and then they'll walk out and go, that was good. But, like, if I ever watch a stand-up show, I'd never want to sit near the front because you see so much stand-up, you kind of, your mind is always trying to second-guess what's coming. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't get you as much because you kind of know the tricks, sort of thing. Yeah. But there's some comics who still fucking really get me absolutely going. But yeah, I do watch quite a lot of it. I um I have it on. I listen. I listen to it more. So I put like a comedy album on. I listen to a special or something while I'm cleaning. What do you listen to? I listen to. I listen to a bit of everyone, really. Um, but I my favorite comics. Uh, well, UK favorite comic is probably Milliken, Sarah Milliken. Um, and then. Um, but I watch, I listen to a lot of American. Um, so Sarah Silverman, um, mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes, uh, Ali Wong. I've just realised I've just mentioned all women. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I listen to some men as well, but like I do listen to more women, to be honest. Have you, have you, uh, have you watched the Ali's uh, TV show on Netflix? I've started watching that, Beef. No, I've not seen Beef, but I've seen mm. her film Always Be My Maybe. The, um, she's oh, got, got yeah. a rom-com on Netflix, which mm. is pretty good. It's pretty fucking good, actually. And Mich- Mich- Michelle Butow is on that, whatever her name is, and she's dead funny as well. Well, we, we, we sort of touched on Maxine Pete there, and let, let's just um, talk a little bit more about Jane Horrocks and I, I guess one of the sort of the roles that really sort of took her into superstardom probably Little Voice yeah yes and I oh god yeah I did that in college at the same college she went to oh my god the stars align I'm obsessed <laughs> with her um yeah she was amazing in that Brenda Bleffin was pretty fucking oh, sick in that as what well what a genius she's well um yeah um and Chicken Run yeah, chicken mum. She's done a few. Yeah, she um, but I, I, Little Vice was a film that I had it on video, and I would watch it and then rewind it and then watch it and then rewind it, and I was just obsessed with her. I, I mean, also, I think you McGregor was my first realization of being gay. Well, one of so, <laughs> like, that wasn't, you know. Um, I don't reckon you was alone there either. No, I reckon there, there was a few people. Yeah, that he's like, oh, an electrician, so he's got quite a manly job. But then he likes pigeons. What a sweetheart! Like <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing when they wrote that character. Melts you that. Oh, superb. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to uh, mm. your, your number three, Josh. Uh, Sarah Lancashire. Oh, huge. Good yeah. shout. Yeah, right. So I, um, I I did a gig recently and there was um, an American comic and his partner was there and she's American and she's started acting here. So she's been like 
trying to get better at regional accents and stuff. And I just came up with a list of um, northern actresses, basically, who she needs to study. And I gave her a list of films she needs to watch as well. But um, Sarah uh, Lancashire was basically at the top of the list. Yeah. And a load of this, I said she needs to watch Happy Valley and um, everything like that. And um, Last Tango in Halifax, I love that one. Yeah. And, and obviously, again, cut her teeth in Corey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she went Oldham College as well. Really? Yeah. Sweet world. This, it's, yeah. Did any of the, um, I'm trying to think who I've, I've chatted to previously that's mentioned that. Did any of the This Is England cast go there? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't really. I, I have seen that film, but I think if you look at everything I'm listing, that's a bit more aggressive. He's <laughs> a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> it, <laughs> a bit is, more trap. it is good, though. And I don't mind a bit of aggressive. I, I literally watched Snatch yesterday. Well, that'll do me for aggression for a couple of months. Yeah. Save your aggression for your role play in the cellar. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> but, yeah, I absolutely love Sarah Lancashire. I think Happy Valley is one of the best TV shows. And Sally Wainwright, who wrote it, is a bit of a genius. But, yeah, um, yeah. and I always am, when someone said they've not seen Happy Valley, I'm, like, shocked. I'm like, I don't know how you <laughs> live your life without seeing it. You'd have to live under a rock because, you know, for the last, I don't know, up until a couple of months ago, it was the most talked about thing, and you know, mm. on television. It's phenomenal. Um, I'm interested to know as well because you've clearly got a very clear insight into TV, film, those, you know, acting, writers. Mm. How did you go from performing arts and and I'm presuming, correct me if I'm wrong, probably wanting to be an, an actor at some point. Yeah. To then transitioning into into stand-up comedy. Well, when I so I went Oldham College as well. And I wanted I was like, I'm gonna be an actor and I'm gonna be an actor. And there was pictures of like everyone who's came from that college. And it was dead good because they're all working class northerners and most of them didn't go big fancy drama schools or anything. So I was like, I'm gonna be like one of them, I'm gonna be a massive actor. And then my teacher were like, You're not. Um <laughs> she said, Really? Yeah, she said you're good at acting, but um you're the best. Like you, I was the best at devising. So whenever we needed to make anything from scratch, I was the one who were like, "Is Ali?" I basically took control and told everyone what to do. And like, um, and as well, she said, "So you you need to make your own shit." And she said, "With with, it's the best advice I've ever been given." Actually, she said, "With your voice and your accent, the only thing you're going to get cast as is like a nurse in Coronation Street." <laughs> which is quite brutal, but true, to be honest. Yeah. So then she was like, whereas if you just carry on making your own stuff, then you can get to a point where you can make whatever you want and you can play whatever you want. So then I've yeah. al I always was thinking of becoming like... Um, so then I started doing sketches because... Sorry, is this a really long-winded answer? No, 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 no not go at all. for it. No, it's interesting. Yeah, and then I started doing sketches and I went to uni in Salford and I was doing performing arts there 
and I was on with loads of comedians and they were all doing stand-up, but I were doing, I don't know what, I used to do weird sketches like I'd put pseudocreme on my face and pretend I was a sperm and then I'd crack eggs on my head. I don't know what I would do really, I was just messing about. But then one of, they paid for a professional comedian to come in and run a writing module and he said, stop putting these fucking sperm on your face and smacking eggs on your head. It was like, you're naturally funny, you should be doing stand-up. And quite a lot of people told me to do stand-up because I knew a lot of stand-ups. But he was the first person who was getting paid. He was the first professional comedian. I was like, well, if he's making a living doing it, then he, he kind of he knows what he's going on about. And then I did my first gig, and then I was, I don't know, yeah, it's a bit addictive. Yeah. Oh, really? You, you have a degree? Yeah, so I did my first gig eight years ago. And then I honestly don't think I've had more than like seven days off from gigging since then. Even during lockdown, I was doing the Zoom wow. ones and stuff. Like, if I've not had a gig for like three days, I get dead like act up and my family oh, going cold turkey yeah my family and stuff would be like you need to just get on stage you're doing that fucking nothing whereas if I, if I go on stage and get uh, everything worked out there then when I'm at home I can be like a good listener and a nice person but if I have a couple <laughs> of days not fucking gigging I become an absolute nightmare it's really so weird. interesting we've we've um we're friends with a uh well, i guess he's more of a writer now but uh he definitely sort of cut his teeth as a as a uh, stand-up comedian called brett goldstein yeah. and brett would often say to us even like if he was out doing something you know in film or whatever he was doing he'd still find a little comedy club somewhere wherever he was just to do a gig because he sees it as being like as like going to the gym, like you know, you got to be fit. You got to, yeah. you got to keep, keep doing it and, and keeping match fit. Yeah, basically. yeah. If if you don't gig for a couple of days, and then you go back on stage, you do feel a you feel a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's a way to explain, but you feel like you're not you're not going to be like as shy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Did you also have, like, like from the acting, where you're dependent on so many other different parts for that to become something that then gets produced and created? Like, as a stand-up, it's, it's very autonomous, isn't it? It's like... like it's all you. You can create and culture it yeah. and you know at the end of the day you can put it out exactly how you want 
and it actually come out that way as well. Yeah, and the main thing is that I can always work. I never have to rely on anyone to get stage time, really. Like, with with acting, you're waiting for someone to catch you in a thing. Yeah. Whereas with stand-up, like, I just go make my own stuff. And as well, like, with because with stand up, you're the performer, the writer, the director, you're you do everything. So, I don't know, it's weird now. I would hate to be an actor, whereas that's what I used to want to be all the time. I, w- yeah. I would love to do a bit of acting, but I'd want it to be something that I've written so I can have a bit of control over it. I've, I've been yeah. sent scripts and been like, been like that's shit. <laughs> 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 so, like. Uh, yeah, old. it's weird now. I do think that advice from my teacher was the best advice. Even yeah. if it stung a little bit. Yeah, to but start with. it was. It was. That's just the way she taught. I still speak to her yeah. occasionally now, actually. And um, but yeah, I think that's the best way of um, teaching me. Being like, nah, you shit at this. Do this. <laughs> Shall we hit back? Shall we get back to the, the top five? Let's We've do done it. three. I think we're on two now. Who you got as number two? Um, right. So can I actually right, I'm gonna move about because I've got um I've got a picture of of <laughs> them. So I'm gonna sorry, I'll be one second. I should have no, already fine. picked this up. No, 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 it's all good. But it's Saran Jones. Oh, Look at that! Look Amazing. At that where, where, where does she proudly sit? Then is that on your kitchen? Is that on your what is it? A windowsill in your kitchen? No. So now this is in my living room. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's in my living room. It was in my bedroom. Um. But then, I, I, this was a while ago. I had a guy come over, a gentleman caller. And he was like, oh, is that your mum? And I was like, I fucking wish. <laughs> so and I, I thought it was a bit weird. I had to keep explaining to people. It was well, I had a strange photo of um, Saran Jones in my me, um, me bedroom. <laughs> and it feels a bit cre- less creepy now it's in the living room. Also, my brother came and stayed at my flat the other day. And he was like, you've got no pictures of any family members anywhere, but you've got Saran Jones. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with her. Have I've you got, ever I've seen got... Scott and Baylor? Yeah. I haven't uh, seen that. No. Oh, it's the best. It's my favorite. It's my Game of Thrones. It's the best TV show in the world. It's two female detectives in Manchester solving crime and balancing family life. It's just absolute genius. I fucking love it. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. <laughs> I've I've got the biggest crush on Saran Jones. She's, oh, she's stunning. Oh. I I um so when I gave that American the list of actresses, Saran Jones was top of the list. And um and then I was trying to describe her. I described her as um uh, a British Francis McDermott. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, she's classy. She takes projects she believes in, and she's just a fucking genius. She yeah. was in um, she was uh, in Char- 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 Charlie Brooker's uh, A Touch of Cloth. 
which is a really good yeah. little comedy thing. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one, but that was fucking, oh, God. Was that the detective great. thing? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. John Hanna. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God, I loved that. I thought that was so funny. Well, anything Tar- Charlie Brooker writes, I tend, to, tend to enjoy, like most of us. So, But that was great. I really, really enjoyed that. She was, yeah, she was Anne or something in that. She was, yeah, uh, yeah she was terrific. She's so good. Um, yeah, Gentleman Jack and all that sort of shit. Um, I need, what was the, what was the, um, oh, I haven't seen that. The Is series that- she done about three years ago. Oh, what was that called? I need to pull it up here. Uh, TV show. Gentleman Jack was recent, wasn't it? That weren't too too long ago. I haven't uh, caught that. Doctor Foster. Doctor Foster. Yeah, Doctor oh, Foster's great. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, um Gentleman Jack is really good as well. And that's one that the lesbians love. The lesbians go wild for it. Yeah, the lesbians love a bit of gentleman. What is it? Is it a is it a period drama? Yeah, it is a period drama. Yeah, and she plays like the tomboy sort of one. She's so good. Have you did you see Vigil where she's trying to solve the crime on the submarine? Yeah, the tension. You could just so much tension. My ass was clenched for like the full (laughs) series. It's crazy. I just think she's so good. And again, she went my college. Started in Cora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw her on the street when I was, um, I used to be one of those charity muggers, one of those charity fundraisers. And I saw her on the street. And um, when you do that job, you just get told to piss off all the time, right? So you just kind of used to it and you just go from next one to next one. And I, I like turned and just automatically went to try to start speaking to them. And then realized it was Saran Jones. She just come out of Selfridges. She looked amazing. And then I froze in the street and just looked at her like, and then she walked past like, <laughs> and then <laughs> I dropped my clipboard, ran into the Arndale shopping center and cried for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and then came back to my manager and was like, I have to go home. I can't cope. And then went home. <laughs> Yeah, emotional overload. Yeah, she, oh, um, superb. Yeah, it's interesting, a... isn't it? Uh, if, if you look at um, other soaps, you know, if you look at sort of Emmerdale and and EastEnders, and it, it sort of works in reverse. If you because you see more sort of you know sort of established actors that might not be getting the roles that they yeah want, people sort of go, go to, to EastEnders, yeah. but you don't see them come through EastEnders, and not at the rate that that, that Corey puts out these, you know, the, the, all the aforementioned, like yeah. absolute. EastEnders know. is like where like big Southern acts go to die, really, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, they just like end up there. Um, but yeah, Corrie, I don't know why it has started loads. Ian McKellen did a little cameo mm. in Corrie about a decade or two ago, though. Mm. Um, but he, yeah, it, it was only for a week. I don't think he was... I'm going to be a college star. On the roster. Yeah. So when you was at college, did you get a chance to be an extra for, in Corrie or anything? No, I've never, um, I've never been, do you know what? I've never even thought, that's never even come up with something I thought I could have, I should have done. 
And then wouldn't have fancied a little background role in Never too late. Never yeah, too late. I did. Well, now, I, do you know what? Now I really do want a little day job role as a nurse in Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, I do really want, I do think that would be quite fun. I love Emmerdale as well, though, to be fair. So anything in that would be good. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know why. Like, I've, I've not really, I don't really watch soaps anymore. But it is who do my, you think does? Me mum, me mum. Yeah, I... Although she only watches Courage and Emmerdale, she says EastEnders is sad and depressing. Mm. That's why we stopped watching it, Josh. Back in literally in the two thousands, my dad yeah. was like. Everyone's a prick. Yeah. Like every everyone's like fucking each other over all the time and, and you know, I was like, Oh, you're right, it is pretty pretty Lee, drab. There's not enough comic relief in EastEnders. Mm. I think Curry has a better balance because you had characters like Norris and stuff who worked in who worked sorry, I just did a little burp then, so sorry. <laughs> who worked in the um, post office and that. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh it's definitely got uh, way more kind. It's way softer, isn't it? It's like East Enders is just, it's just fucking bleak. Yeah, and, it is uh, really bleak. <clears throat> okay, top spot. What right. you got? Now I've got to go to another room because there's another photo oh, of this person, yeah. but this photo is quite big. It's in my kitchen. It's uh, Pamela Anderson, barbed wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, can you? Do you know who that is? Hey, yeah. It's Bat Midler. Golden Girls. Yeah, Midler. Oh, Bat Midler. Bat Midler, yeah. Bat yeah. um, Midler is my number one. Yeah, that's a fair time. shout, mate. That. Um, she's the only one on here who's not English. Um, she's American. But she would start, she was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then she had to decide whether New York or. Uh, LA and then she went to New York and um sorry is this too much but is this boring too no, no no no, no this no, is what we like, yeah right. yeah that's what we do the top five for to but find stuff when, out about when you people. do stand up because you when you because you do like stand up things you're always like I need to tell a joke every two seconds but when I'm talking <laughs> about Bette Midler it seems too disrespectful <laughs> I, um so yes yeah, she um went to New York and then this is what I love about her as well. So she started, because she's a great singer and all that, so she started um, putting these shows on and she was doing them in, like, gay bathhouses. But then all the, like, theatre elite in New York started hearing about Bette Midler and this amazing show, so they wanted to go watch it. So wow. the, with these people coming up in their best suits and tuxedos and that to watch this, like... Um, girl, but they'd be in a gay bathhouse, so they'd be like, like a couple in the fancy clothes, and then some guy getting sucked off in a room behind them, which I thought was <laughs> fucking great. Um, but yeah, Bet Midler's songs are amazing, but I've always loved her for her films. Hocus Pocus, I know every single mm. li line to that film when it's on. I can just lip read to the whole film, obsessed with it. And, and um, Beaches. Yeah, Beaches is quality. My, my, she might be my mum's favourite actress, you know, Bette Midler. Yeah, she's great. 
Hocus Pocus. They did. I have. I'm sure. Am I going mental? Did I just year. recently watch Hocus Pocus too? Yeah. yeah. No, they did. Yeah. I um, my agent wouldn't let me pull my gig the day it came out because <laughs> 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 I tried to pull it, but it didn't. But it, it didn't. It just went straight to Disney Plus. It wasn't in the yeah. cinema. That's where I've seen it. I literally watched it with my mum. I watched it three <laughs> days a day. Three times a day it came out. <laughs> I was obsessed. Because one of the first films I saw him was The Rose, and and that I yes. guess if she was she was doing music then as well because that that's the essentially uh, yeah he's, he's he's all based around that. And did she, was she somewhere beneath my wings? Obviously, and that was that was from Beaches, wasn't it? Yeah, that was from Beaches, Wings Beneath My Wings. Have you not seen Beaches, you? I saw Beaches when I was probably about thirteen, fourteen, and sat there with my mum crying and. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> It's, yeah, do you know it's one of the films that I think I should go and have another look at because it's been so yeah, long since I've seen it. Yeah, it's been ages yeah. since I watched it as well. Like nineties, I think I saw Beaches. It was on Disney Plus not that long ago, so it might still be. But um, oh, I watch it probably every every three four months, maybe. Not too much, but often enough to be a lot. <laughs> what? How did you discover her? Bet Midler. Yeah. Uh, well, this, I can't remember. Um, I remember Hocus Pocus is the first. I don't remember it not being in my life. Mm. I don't, my family have always said I've been obsessed with Bette Midler since before, whilst I could talk. It was, it's been weird. Her and Jim Carrey as the Riddler, I used to just rewind and watch it and rewind and watch it. I was obsessed with them, but I've, like, I've been a massive fan of Bette Midler since I was about six. And I used to, like, go out my way to try and find all of her films and stuff. When you say, you, you know, you re- you find something that, that you obsess over when you rewind it and rewatch it, rewind, what are you doing that for? To deconstruct it and understand it or just I because it's just know. literally blown you away? I was just a kid, so I feel like I was, like, trying to just figure out, just, like, copy it and try and figure mm. out how they did it. I, I feel like that's obviously got something to do with why I've gone into performing myself. Mm. There's obviously something about them that have made me be like, I want to do that. But I always knew I wanted to be a performer and I would do like little uh, imitations of the Riddler or as uh, Bette Mid. It was always villains. So I always, like I was obsessed with Scar and the Lion King and stuff like that. The quality villain. Well, they're all the campest and the mm. they're all the most fun, aren't they, really? Like, I'd love to play a villain. My missus has been playing a, a computer game called Dreamlight Valley and it's just all the Disney characters. And uh, when Scar comes on, he just steals the show. Yeah, he's, can uh, imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> you gave me flashbacks. When you talked about the Riddler, though, Josh, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Stu, but me and, uh, <laughs> me and about four mates at school had a top secret party when Batman Forever came out and we all got dressed up. We all made our own little oh, outfits. Great. <laughs> One of the mates was the Riddler. I was I was Scar I was uh, Two Face. Someone was Batman. It was all proper like, you know, at home fourteen yeah. year old. Like I cut like two What am I saying? I'm absolutely lying here. My mum helped me by which basically meant she did most of it. Cut to like um a shirt 
a black and a red and shirt. Sewn them together. Sewn them together, the trousers. I made a face mask and yeah. I even got a bit of Liquitex latex for my face. <laughs> didn't work didn't work very well though. Um oh, I loved it. But yeah, we oh, couldn't mate. we were too scared to tell anyone at school just through the absolute mockery of Oh, do you have a nice little uh, little dress up uh, the other day? But we, yeah, we loved it. It was absolutely. You should have amazing. told the Vikings, like you know, they, yeah, they, you know vir- Vikings, virgins yeah. like virgins. Yeah. Like, you can all hang out <laughs> yeah. together, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was Batman? My mate, my mate Andrew's Batman. But the thing was, he he made a Batman face mask, but it was like his face was like a regular size, but he made the face mask for a baby. And it was like it barely covered like his like that part of his face just looked so weird. And so for yeah. a long time there was a little bit of a cattiness where, uh, you know, at, at school I might draw a picture of his face with a tiny, with a little tiny exactly, and just snigger in the back of the class. And I'm going to throw this out yeah. there, right? You, you, we had Helen Bauer on the other day, and she chose oh. her top five Disney characters, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris just said that he hates Disney, right? <laughs> so he just fucking he, he really spoiled the fucking podcast, right? Uh, to the point where she screamed at you that you were a fucking moron. <laughs> that sounds like Helen. That sounds unbranded with Helen. I'm going to throw this out there. I think Batman's shit. Right? Which, which Batman's? I like if, the Joker. Like, but, you, uh, what about the one? Yeah, the one with um, um, Christian Bale. Just he ain't got, he ain't like got he just any, hates all Batman's. Do you, he hasn't got any. He's not. He's not a superhero. What's he super at? Well, we can all relate to him being yeah. a multi-millionaire. I yeah, guess. But you don't want that from superheroes. You want people that can fly and shoot lasers out their eyes. No, but he, yeah, it was his parents were shot. He had rage. He had super yeah. rage. Super, yeah, but look at Superman. Super, yeah, oh, but I don't like Superman because it's like... I don't. He's, he's too good he, at everything. He's just too good where it's like, yeah. you need to be a bit annoying. If we're going to do this conversation, my favourite ever superhero is Storm from X-Men. I've, I've never seen X-Men. What's Storm? Uh, Storm, Have a sh- guess. she can control the weather. What, like a... Weather girl. Yeah, but she can shoot. Well, no, she's not stood there with a ruler on camera <laughs> pointing at clouds. She's not telling everyone what is yeah. if it's going to be fucking. She's that's fucking be, great. If you could be a shoot, legit weather girl. She's shooting fucking lightning at her hands. But, like, yeah, I mean, that's great. That's great. Batman can't do any of that shit. Like, no. at least, like, all right, put it this way. Right? You say you don't like Superman, Josh, right? If you could be a superhero, right, would you like to be able to just drive a black car? with like a kind of cool mask on, or would you like to be able to fly and fucking throw people through fucking houses? I'd honestly rather be Batman than Superman. But that's that's more because of money. Stu tried his best to straw man that argument to force you to say Superman, and you fell flat on your ass there, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Batman would... I think Batman would get shagged well more than Superman. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. I think she, yeah. Superman's a bit... Superman looks like... It's, I think Superman would come in about two seconds. I, I think it's a health his, risk. I think that's his other weakness, kryptonite and premier Premature. ejaculation. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And also, imagine, like, if you're his partner and he comes in you, he's going to blow your back out, literally blow your back yeah, out. Yeah, like in Twilight. Too dangerous. 
So you reckon ah. you reckon Batman's like fucking Sting is just going to fucking give you like five hours of tantric <laughs> sex? Yeah. Right. I think I think Batman would be good in bed. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon he's got like he's got a, a lot of gadgets? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Do you reckon he's got like a, a little thing that just kind of pops down in his bat suit to let his dink away? Yeah, and then he's got Alfred yeah. in the corner filming it. I think it'd be a great time. <laughs> Yeah. It's Alfred with a big old 80s VHS yeah. video camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Right. Well, look before we um, before we finish, tell us all about what people can expect yes. uh, from from Josh in Edinburgh this year. Uh, so it's my second show. I did a show last year, so I'm going back with a full new hour, and um, it's. It's actually it's quite a good show if I say so myself, <laughs> and it's just uh, really funny stories from my life, and um, there's a bit of crudeness, but not too much. But I do have about five minutes on bumming, but then apart right. from that, it's not too much. But I talk about like loads of different shit that happened to me as a kid. The bumming bit wasn't as a kid; that was as an adult. <laughs> but like, I, uh, I um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just speak a lot about my childhood and stuff. But it's fun. It's just funny stuff. What's the title of it called? Is it Gobsmacked? Gobsmacked, yeah. And if you're not at the Fringe, it's also going on tour. So there you go. So there we go. Wonderful. If people want to find out about the tour, find out about what you're going to be doing at the Fringe, find out about everything that you're up to, where's the best place to follow you, Josh? Uh, Instagram, uh, joshyjones92. And then I have TikTok. I actually the other week deleted my Twitter, and it feels really good. Oh, really? Just got a bit too fucking depressing. I think Twitter a bit too argumentative. So just thought get rid. I'd rather sell a few less tickets and not have to see not that bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, if it's cool with you, we'll tag you in uh, everything when we put this out so people can find you if they haven't done uh, already. Oh, God. <clears throat> Not your Twitter account. Yeah, and, that's uh, gone. Um, um, what venue was it that you're at, The Fringe? I'm at The Pleasant. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Oh, we've crashed. We've crashed. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was just right. me. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, at The Pleasance, at, um The Baby Grand at The Pleasance. At a certain time that I can't remember right now. Well, people need to go and follow you to find out yeah. what that is. Yeah. So that's what they've they've uh, they've got to do. Josh, thank you so much yeah, for coming on. Yeah, it's been it's so been really much. fun. Thank yeah, you. It's been a great laugh. Absolutely. Good luck at the fringe. Wonderful. Thank you uh, so much. Cheers. We're going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. Right. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.